Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, a podcast where we take a random subject, something that interests us, and well, as the name suggests, cast some views. I'm Lou and I'm here with... Me, Dan. <laughs> and I would ask you how you are, Dan. However, <laughs> the the gap between the recording of this episode that's, that you're listening to right now and the one previous to this, which was also about gambling, is about five minutes. So I don't think anything's <laughs> changed in your life in the last five minutes. No, my ankle's still fucked. If if you, if anyone does care, but it might not be when this goes out. Ironically, <laughs> do you know what's funny now is if you release this podcast accidentally before the first one, and people hear that first, and then they hear this like little monologue. Yeah, actually, let's hope that first recording's okay because if there's a problem, it's carrying over into this one. But yeah, in a continuation of our last one, um, we will be talking a little bit about gambling. I think that this episode might be a little bit more light-hearted. I think so. But just as a reminder uh, what we mentioned last week, if anyone does need to have a look at any advice, begamblerware.org in the UK. I think it is only UK and gamblersanonymous.org in the US if, you, if you're looking for any advice on gambling, as in help with it. Just before we do get into the next episode, we will hear from some of our friends of ours at Chat Tsunami. Welcome to Chat Tsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interests. Previously on Chat Tsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's runs James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives into both the Sonic and Halo franchises. Also, if you're an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our sub-series, Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit Beyblade series. If that sounds like your cup of tea, then you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly stay hydrated and we're back so gambling this should be a little bit more of a light and fluffy episode because i think we're just going to talk about some novelty bits with gambling i know that dan's come prepared with (laughs) a lot for this episode (laughs) do you know what it was recently so we discussed it last week but we've had the super bowl recently right we have yeah and i was talking to some of our friends and it was just a couple of the things that i saw pop up about i don't think we call it it over here but over there they're called prop bets which is proposition bets which are your novelty ones and it just got me to thinking how last week we talked about like the the side of gambling which is addictive nature but what we didn't touch on is just now how you can bet on anything and everything can't you yeah and part of me was thinking it might be interesting to shed light on some of the ones i don't know i'm happy to go straight into it if you want have you got any American football ones for us? No, I haven't got any American football ones. Okay. I stayed actually quite true to British for my examples. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this actually is from a previous one because at the time when I was doing it, it was actually while the Super Bowl was on, so I didn't, I, I didn't have the latest ones. But it just gives you an example of the things you can bet on, and I won't go into all the odds, etc. On this site, I had the first one was how long it would take. So Lady Gaga was singing the national anthem in that one. It was how long it would take her to sing the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a whole history of betting because, you know, especially when they put their flourishes onto it, there is betting around how long. And it was, this one was over two minutes, 20 seconds or under two minutes, 20 seconds. <laughs> I wouldn't even think to bet on that, but people are laying money on how long it takes someone to sing an anthem. 
Now, can I just say, I was only exposed to this because on TikTok, I saw people who had literally recorded live videos of them starting a timer on one phone and then saying, oh, we've got over 210 or whatever it is on the national anthem and then waiting to it finished <laughs> to see if they would get paid out on the bet. And I was like, on like of all the things that you might bet on. But then again, I guess, you know, if you're looking at it as a straight like luck of the draw thing, if you don't know American football, it's as good as betting on the score of the game, isn't it? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you, know, you, you make a really good point. It is essentially, if you want to have a bet on the day, but you don't know anything, yeah, do something random. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, maybe it does link into getting a wider audience, but we, we're not going to talk about that bit. We, di- we discussed that last week, didn't we? This was a funny one that I heard them discussing. And again, I did ask a friend, which led to a, a funny conversation where I said, well, they might as well just bet on what color underwear the quarterback's wearing. And I'm not sure if I if I should believe them or not, but they said that actually was a bet about whether you could bet on the un- the color underwear. <laughs> I think it's probably true. But this was, and, and I remember at the time I mentioned it to you, you said the same thing. What color will the liquid be that is dumped on the winning coach? Yeah, so the, the Gatorade, gate, gate <laughs> basically. And this one, yeah, there were so many. You've got orange, blue, clear, green, red, yellow, purple. I mean, again, it's amazing because in my head, the cynic in me thinks the betting, the bookies are going to tell them what it is and they're going to change it at the last minute. How, how, do, you, how do you govern that? Yeah, so the the only thing that kind of strikes me, you know, with all of these bets that are on things that ultimately there's a level of control. So unless, you know, people are match fixing, there's a level of control to like the performance of the national anthem. How is this not like so susceptible to corruption? Because for the national anthem, surely there's a rehearsal. Yeah, there must be yeah. right for the Super Bowl show. So surely people actively know how long the national anthem will be. Surely the people at Gatorade who supply it know what color Gatorade will be supplied. Like there must be individuals, whether that be literally like crewmen that just do set up or whoever it might be, have access to this information. And so at that point, isn't it really susceptible to corruption? Like it, That's the only consideration that I have for these sorts of bets. Say, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying Lady Gaga was implicated. I'm not saying that at all. Say she decides to, on the night, she's having such a good time and that she makes, that la- makes it last longer. Are people going to start saying she's done that intentionally? Yeah, because yeah, there's no yeah. way. But, you know, she's probably so caught up in the moment because it must be brilliant singing at the Super Bowl, right? And you get carried away. I, I don't know. It's it's odd. It's odd. Sorry, I just realised this is from Super Bowl 50. So this is actually two years ago. But, oh, okay. you know, it's still fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> still, it's still, these bets are all still <laughs> things that you can bet on it, regardless of what Super Bowl, though, isn't it? How many wings will Buffalo Wild Wings sell on Super Bowl day? And the thing is, what number do you think it starts? It's 12 million. Over 12 million or under 12 million. It's just that that is legitimately like, what? what is the length of a piece of string? Like, what are you supposed to turn around? Like, what is reasonable? But again, I guess it's the, this is the type of gambling that in the last episode would be considered like the fun level gambling. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I forgot. I've, I've missed out a key thing on each bet. So for Lady Gaga's anthem... The caveat is from moment the first note is saying until Brave ends for the first time and the book manager's decision is final. With the Gatorade dump, if there are two incidents, the first one will be counted towards a wager. So if they get dumped with two different colours. <laughs> with the Buffalo Wings, it's they must make an official statement. So if they don't, then all those people are going to lose money. Will Peyton Manning be seen crying at any point during the entire broadcast? 
And, Amazing. And a caveat for this: live pictures only must clearly clearly see a tear. So, <laughs> so you can't have a moist face. You must see a. It's like you know over here. You've got the. If it's going to snow on Christmas Day, it must be a single flake of snow must hit like the weather centre tower. <laughs> it's like this. You must see one properly formed tear roll down his cheek. Unbelievable. That one's brilliant. And number eight, well, number eight on this list at the time. How many times will dab or dabbing be said by the announcers during the broadcast? How much time will what, sorry, be said by the broadcasters? How many times will the words dab or dabbing? <laughs> Is that an over from, or under then? Yeah, from kickoff yeah. to final whistle. Oh, so yeah. it was over two or under two, which doesn't sound a lot, actually. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of excuses to use the word dab or dabbing. And, uh, you know, what, what? imagine the bookies are in trouble. What if they use the word dabbed? <laughs> yeah. mm, see, I'd be like yeah, challenging yeah. that. I'd be like, you bastards. <laughs> I've got a couple more here that I don't have any caveats. There's one about jersey numbers. So it was, what jersey number will the first player to score a touchdown be wearing? And there's an interesting one here called Scorigami. And Scorigami refers to a final score during the Super Bowl that has never been recorded previously. Oh, that's a cool one. Yeah, I kind of like that. I think that's a really interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, because that's cool. It's going to be unlikely in soccer because soccer's often going to have the same scoreline, isn't it? But the Super Bowl, you've got the, the chance of it having quite random scores, really, haven't you? Yeah, and I guess as each Super Bowl goes on, the odds get better and better for betting against, for for betting for a new scoreline, don't they? Yeah, yeah, because like this one just gone a couple of weeks ago, it was quite a high scoring one. And, you know, because you've got the touchdown and then you've got the element of field goals, there are so many ways of scoring points. You've got, five, you know, is it six points, I think, for the touchdown, a point for the conversion, three for the field goal. And we did see... A field goal miss so you can get really random scores whereas in your football you know it's going to be one nil two nil three nil three one three two a final isn't really going to be out the range yeah. of those scores really yeah. is it yeah yeah that's very nil true. nil if it's tottenham well if we, well no sorry <laughs> what am i saying tottenham wouldn't have got to a final uh, <laughs> i quite like the um the the jersey number one so like i could see a bet that's just like the total value of the jersey numbers scoring touchdowns being over or under x amount yeah yeah it's it's amazing or the amount of letters in the name of the first touchdown score yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. honestly it could be you you know what you could have proper good fun with it but nowadays you can get like requester bets can't you you can literally like tweet at or like request an actual bet for to say can you oh this is the bet that i want can i bet on this and the bookmakers will either go yes or no fuck off Uh, what bet casting views to make number one on the Apple podcast charts? <laughs> Four to one. <laughs> yeah, try the next bookie. <laughs> would you feel tempted to bet on any of those? Yeah, I think with the fun ones, I would say yes. Like the National Anthem one, I really quite like. Even like the 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 Wings one is, I think, really quite funny. But again, they're like bets that you make on the Proviso that you don't really have any other information other than your, it's literally just guesswork. So you can have fun with that because there's an element of surprise that comes with it as well. So I quite yeah. like that. I quite like that. Could you imagine, actually, I guess it puts that competitiveness into every element of the game. So the national anthem, you'll be sitting there on on edge, like you said, with a stopwatch, counting down the time. You know, you've probably never paid more attention to someone singing 
as you will have in that moment to see if they're going to stretch that last note or are they going to you know really elongate that final note or not yeah yeah it's true because again even like in the moment could the performance have been planned for two minutes and 20 seconds but like you say in that moment they're just really feeling it so do you know like the end of the american national anthem like a lot of the time especially if it's women singing it they can elongate that last note and it sounds brilliant like, do you just hit that note for another 15 seconds and then everyone's sitting there being like, no! You're looking at your watch, keep going, keep going, another five seconds, keep going. And can you imagine if you go around to someone's house and say, oh, should we get some wings for dinner? Yeah, yeah, but do you know what? I really want them from Wild Wings. You know, I think they're the best place to get them. Can you please get it? Right, that's at least 20 out of the 12 million. <laughs> unbelievable yeah that that was it for super Bowl. I, I, I don't know what to think of the one about will someone cry now i'm sure it was from a a, a sense of are they going to cry tears of happiness but that feels a bit weird <laughs> do you not think like betting on someone's emotion i feel like yeah i've not seen it like i've done a little bit on the british sports but i've not seen anything about like people actively crying on television yeah but then yeah. was it a particularly peyton manning thing to do I don't know. I, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. But do you know someone's probably there in the background chopping onions behind him? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Putting pins in the bottom of his cleats. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, so that, that was it for my American football. <laughs> well, I'm going to transfer to something very British in Ascot because I talked about going to Ascot Ooh, in the last episode, okay, didn't yeah. I? So when the dear Queen was with us... There were bets that you could take on the colour of the hat that she would be wearing when she appeared on the balcony of the Royal Box at Royal Ascot. (laughs) Which I think is brilliant and very, very British. But similarly, there's been a lot about royal bets. So you can bet on the names of royal children. So do you know when they announce like a pregnancy, you can bet on the name that they'll be given. Oh, yep, yep. You can bet on the colour of the outfit. So do you know for any major event, like a wedding or any kind of like Jubilee type thing or um, even like, you know, like Trooping of the Colour type days, any kind of like national celebration where there's rules, you can always bet on the colour of the outfits that like any of the major rules will be wearing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's bizarre, isn't it? It is really strange. And for these ones, do you know what it is? It's because they aren't sporting events. They're not like, you know... Fair enough with the Ascot one. You'd say it's, in, you know, guessing what colour outfit the Queen's got on or whatever it might be is, is the same as, like, you know, your National yeah. Anthem one. But for just a random royal event, I just don't know why I'd want to bet on what colour Prince Charles is going to come out in or what colour Kate Middleton's going to come out in. I've always found that really strange. Kind of moving across a body of water into mainland Europe, bets on who the next Pope's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We always see that. Obviously, they roll around not as often because you know they're they're usually in office until they die. Bets on what name the Pope will take are always big ones. Like I think Francis was one of the favourites for sorry was one of the underdogs for names that he was taking because I think is he the first Pope Francis that we've had. You're going to test me there, aren't you? I don't know, but I, well, I'm not. I'm not religious enough to know for, um, for certain. But I've always thought that one's quite funny. And then also, do you know when they select a new Pope? Obviously, it's a really large, rigorous process. Yeah. The time in which it takes to select a new pope so obviously they sit they're all locked in that room and black smoke or white smoke comes out of the chimney but you can bet over or under on the amount of time it takes <laughs> to select a new pope so you're like is it going to take 48 hours over or under <laughs> and is lady gaga going to be singing or anything yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> or 
like how many votes they'll have before they decide on a new pope. It's utterly ridiculous. Like, and the thing is as well, these are all boards. So do you know, like the last um, pope when it was Pope Francis, they literally just had this pope, this pope, and it was like four to one, six to one, eight to one. I just thought, what is this? <laughs> Which again, to, considering what they're doing, feels really wrong to be betting on that, doesn't it? Yeah, it is a little bit strange. Like, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they're kind of uh, like thinking it's an acceptable moral thing to make money on that. Maybe I don't know. It's, it's very strange. Um, but yeah, Paddy Power literally set up a stand in Vatican Square with uh, a, a board <laughs> that literally said next pope betting and it's cardinal Marbulay, seven to two francis arinze four to one four to one it's so so funny there are a load of non-politics related novelty bets and so there are a couple of them so when will polar bears go extinct and there are bookies that take bets on that feels a little bit wrong as well <laughs> you can take a bet on is elvis presley still alive now, how on earth the bookies are going to pay out on that or not, I don't know. Because if he dies after, let's say that he dies, is it when you place the bet? So let's say that he was alive, but after the time where he was supposedly supposed to be dead, yeah. but yeah. is now dead anyway. Like, does that still count? I don't know. It's too confusing for me, just you explaining it. Yeah, here we go. this one's horrific. Which would be the first animal species to be wiped out by the Deepwater Horizon oil spill? Where on earth, like, because this has to be bookmakers literally just turning around and thinking we can make money on this. Off and anything. That to me, yeah, anything. literally anything. They're like, what can we entice people in to betting on in order to make money? So, like, the one of the common ones, you know, with presidential elections, isn't yeah. necessarily who the next president will be. It's will this president be assassinated during their term? You can put a bet on that. Yeah, I, surely there's some ethics around that, isn't there? Well, apparently not. Oh, there should be. Are, there should be. Yeah. yeah, there should certainly be. But these are wages that the, all of the wages that I've just illustrated are all ones that have existed and people have actively gambled on. Really, really, really strange to me. I don't know. I, I, again, th there's like a limit. So like the whole thing about like the novelty of somebody wearing an outfit, I don't mind because it's a little bit of fun. The novelty of literally a species of animal going extinct as a result of a human-created disaster is a little bit of a fucking different prospect. I don't know if you should be benefiting from that, because that one's a little bit strange to me, to be honest. Yeah. I'm going to carry on with demonstrating my lack of knowledge of American sports even more by picking <laughs> another American sport, right? So it's basketball. Right. Now, I don't know if this was just for 2020, and again, please, anyone listening, write in and let us know. You know whether, and again, this really does show, why, why do I pick something I don't know about and try to make it sound <laughs> like it? But you know, they pick the drafts, you know, they, they do the draft picks at the start of the season. Yeah. It was an all virtual event and you got to see in the house or, or in the homes of a lot of the picks. Anyway, it'll all become clear because some of the betting were, who will the number one overall pick hug first? Dad, mum, <laughs> girlfriend, friend or sibling. Here we go. Back on the crying. Will the number one overall pick cry? Yes or no? <laughs> Highest number of people in the same room as the draftee. Over 10.5 or under 10.5. <laughs> Will any first round draftee put on the wrong team hat? <laughs> that one's really good. Total dog shown during the first round. A total cat shown during the first round. The one that got me onto this was, will pizza be seen in any draftee home? And I think what it is because they're saying, you know, they should be healthy, 
fit people, they shouldn't be eating pizza, right? So it was whether pizza would be found in any of the draftees' <laughs> homes. So, yeah. And another bet, it was similar to that, but it was whether there was more than five of them eating pizza. <laughs> so again, you know, down to the, who are they going to hug first? And whether see, they've got a cat, how many cats well, you're going to see? Again, it's just so prone to corruption. Let's say that you're just a family member who just wants to make money because like, we've seen it happen before. You're just like turning around and being like, my son's going to get drafted. I'm going to make sure that I hug him first because I've told Peter, Bill and Harry that I need to put 50 grand on this. Place. Like that to me is so bent. Like there must be really st- like, do you know if somebody turned around and let's say put 50,000 pounds on one of these instances happening? Yeah. Like surely yeah. that's like immediately warranting yeah. Yeah. Um, like an investigation into like the circumstances. Yeah, you do wonder if there is limits. You'll be pleased that is, and all the Americans free reside relief. That's my last sporting thing I'm going to be talking about. However, whether you know on the sporting entertainment, the one thing I would say to you, I haven't got any bets around it. What I find weird is you can bet on like WWE, and likewise with TV stuff, it feels weird betting on stuff. That the result is already pre-determined or da- predetermined, don't you think? Yeah. See, again, and this is what I mean. That's weird to me because, like, the whole idea of gambling is that there's no chance whatsoever that it can be thrown. So I don't understand why we allow gambling to like intertwine with things that, like you say, are predetermined. Because to me, that just opens it up to an element of corruption, and you don't, you just don't want to see that as a thing. Like the, and I don't know whether or not it's perhaps because the bookies get a good inkling of what they think because the bookies must know, like if they're betting on WWE or the fucking Kardashians or EastEnders <laughs> or whatever it might be, the bookies surely must have a good inkling to give you worse odds against the outcome that they suspect is less likely to happen. So yeah. again, I, I imagine that it's it's bent both ways because you know they're probably people that are insiders that know, but there are also probably the gambling companies who already have a, a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. But again, I just yeah. think that gambling should stay away from that sort of thing entirely. I guess I'm looking at it the wrong way. I guess if we look at it like these novelty bets we talk about, because in my head I was thinking, so football, yes, absolutely, you can get a shock result and David can beat Goliath, but. Usually over a season, you know a Man United or a Man City are going to win the majority of the games in a season. But yeah. in WWE, who knows what the hell Triple H was drinking the night when he was he was planning <laughs> out the next storyline and what what could happen? That that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. And it's like yeah. you you probably well you you definitely would have been too young for this. But like you know people betting on on TV scandals, like who's, who's the father of this characters, like Dirty Den in EastEnders or who killed JR and stuff like that. You could bet on TV, which is something that was filmed months and months ago. Yeah. I, I just find that amazing. Anyway, over to you. Um, I'm going to move into some football. Okay. I've actually okay. got some stats on some huge footballing wins at some ridiculous odds. So I'll give you the biggest ever football betting win ever. So it was a hundred pounds on 6,542 to 1 odds. And so they obviously wow. won £650,000. So they predicted eight match outcomes and eight results while the games were already in play. So they spent wow, £100 okay. on predicting the results of teams that were already losing. Oh, they were losing already? Yeah. So and basically... They wa- and they won they had to Yeah, so they either, had oh. to, they either bet on the teams coming back to win or coming back to draw but they correctly predicted the results of the eight games that were already in play and they only had 20 minutes left to play. That's impressive. That is 
unbelievable. And the game that won the um, person the bet was Coventry City with 2-1 down against Leighton Orient, and they would be the only side to let him down until Jim O'Brien struck in the 91st minute to confirm the draw. (laughs) 91st minute. (laughs) That is unbelievable. However, when it comes to a bet on long odds... This was a 30p bet at 1,666,666 to 1 odds. And they won £500,000. It was the 2000-2001 season. The fan had placed a 15-event accumulator this before the season had kicked off. He correctly predicted the winners of the top five English leagues, three Scottish divisions, the Rugby Union champions and the Cricket County Championship winners. And it was only down to Bayern Munich to win the Champions League, which they did. And I just wow. think to myself, wow. why did they not put a pound on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why would you put that? Why 30p? Like, is that just all the change that you had in your pocket? Why 30 pence? Because one pound would have t- taken that up to 1.6 million pound win. And it's not um, like you're talking about an extra hundred pounds. You're talking about a 50p, aren't you? Doing... Yeah, this is what I mean. Um, there have been quite a couple of funny instances of like British footballing bets. So there was one really famous one and you've probably heard the story. So that was Xavi Alonso to score a goal from his own half during the season. So a fan had a dream that Xavi Alonso would score a goal from inside his own half during the season. Now, obviously, for anybody that doesn't know football, scoring a goal from inside your own half, you might see one every couple of seasons, if that. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. If that, yeah, in reality. Yeah. So the person was a Liverpool fan because he played for Liverpool at the time and had a dream that Xavi Alonso would score from his own half. So he went out and took a bet at 125 to 1 and placed £200 on the bet. And subsequently, Xavi Alonso in the FA Cup scored from inside his own half, landing the very fortunate guy £25,000. Now, if that's not Psychic Sally when you see one... That's amazing, really, isn't it? That's... I thought that one was brilliant. And yeah, I think there's actually like a whole documentary and he turned around and said, I didn't actually tell my girlfriend that I put the bet on because she was a fucking <laughs> idiot. He was so Sorry, how much did he one. put on it? I think he put £200 on at 125 okay, yeah. to one. I mean, that's um, that's quite a lot on a really random... Because he's picked a, a specific player as well. It's not like he's saying any... Or a Liverpool player or any, a Premier League player. He's picked a specific player, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I just think to myself, I'm like, I wonder how many times he bet on his dreams after that moment. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. It might say a lot about him, though. Yeah, yeah, it would do, actually. This one's quite funny. So this was about Luis Suarez to bite someone during the oh, 2014 yeah, World that. Cup. Yeah, <laughs> So it was a Norwegian bookie. Besson offered the wager and more than 100 people placed a bet on. And um... Well, do you want to give people who don't know him a little history on Suarez? Though? Yeah, so who, Luis who... Suarez is a Uruguayan footballer who has a little bit of a habit in his career. He's a particularly dirty footballer and he's had a habit in his career of biting people previously. So he actually did bite um, somebody when he played for Ajax, which is in the Netherlands. And he did bite Branislav Ivanovic when he played for Chelsea in the league, I believe. So coming into the 2014 World Cup, there was probably a little bit of a novelty about Luis Suarez biting someone through the tournament. And he subsequently did because he bit Italian defender Giorgio Chiellini during their game in the group stage, which I think ended 2-1, did it? Chiellini actually did have tooth marks in him, if you remember. You could see a bite mark. Yeah, you could see the bite mark. Yeah. 
It's literally hilarious. And then Luis Suarez was holding his teeth as if he'd been like punched in the face. And I thought, <laughs> when you've just bitten someone and you're trying to get away with it, the, the first thing that I would definitely not do is hold my teeth as <laughs> if they've been to. involved in some form of collision, considering how the other man looks like he's had a chunk taken out of his shoulder. Yeah. And it's pretty visible. Um, but yeah, really, really hilarious. And 100 people did actually place the bet. And believe it or not, actually won because he did bite Giorgio Chiellini. That one's actually pretty funny. And also something that if I saw, I probably would stick a pound on that. Yeah. Because <laughs> actually on that, I had the same one as well, but I saw it was specifically in Norway. They had 167 people win on it. And one teacher actually won just over £1,200. Wow. It, it was a, <laughs> odds of 175 to 1. So he placed <laughs> really £7. Does. Yeah, he placed £7 on it. And, and yeah, it's... um, Yeah, I mean... It's absolutely an outrageous thing because, I mean, it is a disgusting thing to do. Just astonishing that he did do it. Yeah, again. and I, I bet you that teacher's never been so um, glad to have seen an actual bodily harm in his entire life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> football, though, obviously, is, again, similarly to the American football, one of those sports that has obviously been inundated with bets on absolutely everything. So commonly you'll see bets on the number of corners that you'll see in a game. Yeah, um, yeah, the number of shots on target, the number of shots saved, the number of bloody accurate passes or accurate pass percentages. And that to me is where, sorry, this is where this idea come from, because in my head, that's where for me this originated. The fact that, yeah, you could then start betting on anything within football. The amount of corners in each half, you know. It's... Yeah, yeah. And genuinely, that's what it is. Like, they'll turn around and say more than four corners in each half. So you're not even betting across the whole game. You're literally putting the parameter on that it's in each 45-minute half. However, there's been a number of problems that have ar- arisen from football gambling. So this was in 1997, and it was West Ham against Crystal Palace. And the floodlights at Upton Park failed, plunging the ground into darkness. And the game was abandoned. Obviously, as a football fan, you'd be really disappointed the fact that you'd had to go home because your game had been cancelled early because the floodlights had failed. However, an Asian betting syndicate was celebrating a six-figure payout because they were betting on these things. However, obviously, particular gambling companies will let you bet on stupid things like that, won't they? Like the odds of someone getting sent off or aspects outside of the control of the game of football. And floodlights were actually one of those common ones that you could bet on. Then, a month later, it was arranged during the Wimbledon versus Arsenal game. And then, again, organised for Charlton versus Liverpool. But the security guard who had been paid to switch the floodlights on and bribed actually told a colleague who then reported them to police. So it was um, actually the first time that had been proved that an Asian betting team had actually infiltrated British football. But then, as a result, there was a load of changes to the way in which betting would work with respect to football. So I'm yeah, not actually yeah. sure you can bet on things like that anymore because obviously it's the companies have looked at it and, and said there are too many moving parts and too many things out of random control um, that can have an effect on it. Famously, and this is actually pretty recent, Matt Letizier actually admitted that during football games, so in the early in the late nineties, you started to see the first markets for you know like the first throw in, right? Okay. So who yeah. would, who would get the first throw in? Basically, particular teams obviously had a certain set of tactics. Some people would lump it forward and say it was likely that the ball would get headed out by the opposition and they would win the first throw in. And fans obviously got pretty akin to the way in which their teams kicked off. Matt Letizia came out and said players at the time knew this and knew the way in which their fans would bet. So we'd intentionally kick the ball out of play or 
bring it forward to make the opposition kick out of play based on what their fans were betting. So I just thought to myself, I was like, Matt Letizia, have you not just admitted to basically shafting the bookies because you're trying yeah. to fix the bet? It's, um, it, it was very uh, notchalant the way that he said it, but he happily admitted that Matt Letizia said he was happy to attempt the scam and he, he basically was happy to take advantage of of the bets because he saw it as a victimless crime because it was basically the bookies getting stiffed. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that always concerns me about these kind of bets is that they are easily manipulated or could yeah. be easily manipulated. That's the concern I'd have betting on it. Yeah, that's that's really where it is. There's actually a really good quote from um, a spokesperson for William Hill. So they said, we operate with an acute sense of self-preservation. If you phone me up and tell me you want to place a bet on what will happen to the fourth ball of the 15th over on the third day of a test match, I'm going to tell you I wasn't born yesterday. We wouldn't take a bet because you obviously know something that I don't. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, that's probably a sensible way to do it. But yeah, again, so similarly, I think with, with British gambling now, in terms of football specifically and things out of the realm of control of, again, yeah. just within play of the game, um, there's much more limited opportunity to bet on that sort of thing only because there's been a lot of scandals. So similarly, Asian betting syndicates have had a real influence on football matches and random events in football matches yeah. previously yeah. to the point yeah. where now the bookmakers don't take the risk on it, which is, I guess, a little bit unfortunate because, you know, there's probably someone that legitimately did want to bet on the fact that the floodlights would go out on x amount of game and probably put that bet down every week hoping that it would happen <laughs> but it also leaves a sour taste in your mouth because then you are thinking on these random bets can you trust what you're seeing uh, you know I'd... yeah that's the thing so th- this is what i mean it all feels a little bit too easily manipulated in my mind i think at least it's it's strange i mean but then again to an extent would you turn around and say well you know corners per game could be manipulated because if i'm an opposition striker sitting in league two i might just lump the ball out no i mean yeah but i guess what i mean sorry is that you always see random how many times have you seen something in a football match you see what the hell were they doing yeah all of a sudden now could it be hold on hold on there's somebody bet on that yeah, and yeah. as it, you know, because you do, you see a random thing like a goalie will do something really bizarre, like he'll let it go straight through his arms or he'll throw it. Out. Yeah. I saw one on TikTok today where they said the goalie took a bribe or something, and basically, you know, he's the ball's come to him, he's picked it up, and you know how they throw it out a little bit. He's thrown it right out ahead of him to the op- the opponent, uh, the opposition striker who's standing there looking around, can't believe what's going on, and then scores a goal. And it's like, <laughs> is that not? That then you know when something like that happens, you used to put it down to just some random act of just madness or, or random act of what's the word? Something bizarre and unusual happening. But now it's probably because someone's put twenty grand on it. Yeah, and you know we have actually seen lots of high-profile instances of footballers having bets. So Joey Barton was famously one of the ones who was always yeah. involved in betting yeah. scandals. Current Brentford striker Ivan Tony is at the centre of a betting scandal storm. Yeah. So this is the thing. And I don't know if you remember when Arsenal played, oh God, what team did they play? Sutton United in the FA Cup. No, no. So for anybody that doesn't know, the FA Cup is a football competition in the United Kingdom. So it's basically a competition where the lowest league team in the whole of the UK could potentially play Manchester United. It's a team, if you win your game, you will get through to the next round and get through and get through. Sutton United were a non-league team who had a goalkeeper who weighed about 22 stone. Oh, he was a, yes. Do you remember him? Yes, yes. He was yes, a really yes. fat bloke, right? Didn't fit the profile for a professional goalkeeper. But then again, he wasn't. The bookmakers released a joke bet on 
the chances of him being caught eating a pie during the game. Lo yeah. and behold, what happens? He's pictured on television eating a pie on the bench, and it's because he knew that the bookmakers had released the odds, and he got his mates to bet <laughs> with the bookies so that they would win. So again, you know, if a player at that level is willing to do it, you know, and I know that he's non-professional, obviously the stakes are higher for profession, the professional game because obviously there's potentially more funding behind it. It's bound to happen at some point. So yeah, I think that professional football has been marred with too many scandals for me to kind of buy into the the whole betting on these random things for football. Yeah. I've got a couple about aliens. <laughs> Go on then. I did see one about aliens. Go on then. In 2021, apparently the US military has acknowledged that UFOs, or as they like to call them, UAPs, are a real phenomenon that is currently being investigated. In the wake of that shock news, Paddy Power, and they've probably got to be the biggest ones in the UK now, haven't they, Paddy Power, has drastically shortened the odds on a meeting between humans and extraterrestrials in the current decade. They say the chances of an alien discovery this year, so I think this may have been last year now, so the chances of an alien discovery have risen dramatically. They are offering odds as short as 20 to 1 in from 200 to 1 before the Pentagon announcement. They're assuming that the people from the stars come in peace, although you can get odds of 500 to 1 for an all-out war between humans and aliens to take place by the year 2030. (laughs) 20 to 1 for aliens to make contact. 500 to 1 for an all-out war, which feels quite high. I thought that might be quite lower, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it's strange odds on that one. <laughs> I've got one more about aliens. I've got the first celebrity to be abducted by aliens. <laughs> Have you seen that? So this was in 2021. I can't remember where I got this, but as of the 8th of June in 2021, right, the celebrities most likely to be abducted by aliens are Elon Musk at the top, Definitely, 100% Elon Musk. He was 14 to 1. Donald Trump Jr., 16 to 1. (laughs) Joe Rogan. Yeah, maybe Joe Rogan, to be fair. They're probably listening to his pod. Tyson Fury. (laughs) He's going to wipe out an alien species with his bare hands. (laughs) Bill Gates. Bill Gates might be an alien. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, definitely an alien. And remember, this is 2021. Joe Biden. Uh... Mike Tyson, Donald Trump Sr. and Floyd Mayweather. So there was a huge list, but I capped it at like the first 10. But yeah, Elon Musk was, is apparently, you get 14 to 1. Well, is that is that on the basis that he's most likely to travel to space? I've got no idea. With I, any if more. so, I I've got no idea. Good odds. I actually, you know what? I might see if I'm William Hill will take the bet on that one. <laughs> and I've only got one more bet. This was another thing about entertainment. So this was about betting on who will be the next James Bond. Again, I find it a different one because could it potentially sway decision? But again, when this was taken, Aaron Taylor Johnson seems to be the favourite. So, you know, he was in Kick-Ass and he played Quicksilver in the MCU. Uh, Henry Cavill was two to one. Tom Hardy, nine to one. We've got Aidan Turner, 14 to one. Idris Elba, 16 to one. So, yeah, I find that funny as well. I mean, I can guess it's quite a fun bet, but... You know, it's only ever going to be one actor that that gets it. And could this, I I don't know, could betting on it have it, or is it just a bit of fun? I don't know. Yeah, again, a little bit. I think that one's more so on the side of a little bit of fun as opposed to. But yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I just find it odd betting on something like that where it's all down to, mind you, that's going to be as random as anything else because it's all going to be down to schedules and um, not rehearsals. What's the word? Auditions and stuff like that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's also very, very true. I don't know if we want to finish up, but I've got some like random and or funny ones to finish on. Let's do it. So some of these were circa 2017, which is obviously the relevance to the people that are mentioned. So David Cameron to become Aston Villa manager, 2,500 to one. Hugh Hefner to admit being a virgin, 1,000 to one. Wow, wow. The Queen to have the Christmas number one, 1,000 to one. Dean Gaffney to win an Oscar, 1,000 to one. (laughs) And then this one... Paddy Power in 2016 released an actual bet that you could bet on, and it said Trump's manhood <laughs> applies to the size oh, no. of Donald oh. Trump's manhood when standing to attention. Bets will be void if it's not revealed by the end of 2016, and you can bet on four inches or less, four <laughs> to four and a half inches, four and a half to five and a half inches, and so on and so forth until nine nine inches or more. It is. Are we allowed to say that? I mean, he's not president anymore. We can say that, right? I think so, yeah. But also, this was something that was public that was done by like a huge company. So we're just reporting on it in reality. Paddy Power really are over here. They seem to have become the the de facto, the main bookies, I think, haven't they? Yeah, and I think that they're also the first ones to be like taking bets on really, really like stupid things, basically. And they like to have a bit of fun as well. They do those really sort of spoof adverts and stuff like that, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. I also think, were they not the ones that were taking bets on um, what the next name of that boat was supposed to be called? So do you remember there was that <laughs> ship that was supposed to be named? So in the UK, I, now don't quote me on the official story because I can't remember exactly. British humour at its finest. Yeah, there was like a vessel that was supposed to be launched and the vote went out to the public to name the vessel. So I think the bookies put out odds and it was like, you know, the HM, HMS Sir David Attenborough <laughs> or whatever it was called. And then one of the longer odds ones was the was, was the ship was going to be called Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> As a result of the media reporting and the fact that bookies had offered odds on it, Boaty McBoatface actually won the public vote, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that Boaty McBoatface, because obviously the organisers were hugely pissed off at the fact that Boaty McBoatface had won for their very serious vessel. I actually do think they called it the, the, the HMS. Yeah, they David didn't Attenborough, name it. And yeah. then they said that it would be nicknamed Boaty McBoatface yeah. as like an, in an unofficial capacity. And I was like, have well. you seen, sorry, on that, this is why I'd never ask people to do things a certain area here so you've got the gritting trucks that put salt out on the roads of the winter there was one here called gritney spears <laughs> <laughs> actually there's probably an episode here right on funny names for things you remember in our game show episode i talked about three two one and i said there was a thing called dusty bin a mascot called dusty bin yeah the the rubbish truck that comes and picks the waste up from our street is called dusty bin he's, he's got his name he's got the name up on it yeah <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, that's it. No, I was right. Usain Salt. <laughs> Usain Salt, yeah. <laughs> ready, spready, go. Oh my god, this is brilliant. Maybe we should do an episode on like strictly British humour, something. That's yeah, like really we, we, we could do so. Or why you shouldn't ask people to do things. Yeah, yeah, why public opinion is sometimes a bad thing. <laughs> Don't let people vote, basically. <laughs> I think that wrong, could be say, said for a lot of things. on the side of the internet and that's it, you're finished. All of a sudden you've got a 15, mil, a 15 billion pound warship called fucking yeah. Boaty <laughs> I still think Boaty McBoatface was class though. <laughs> the HMS uh, Mr Blobby. <laughs> <laughs> right, do you have anything to finish on? No, I'm done. 
Paddy Power, though, if you want to sponsor us, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's different with the sponsorship of us and the sponsorship of football teams because we do say that we are um, sweary and we do say that we are um, mature content in reality. How many F words will Lou drop in the next episode? Will Lou not swear in this episode? There are already two bets we could <laughs> The length leave. of an episode over or under an hour. <laughs> will Lou fuck up the, um, <laughs> the ending? <laughs> Evens. Evens. Unbelievable. Well, on that note, if you um, have enjoyed our episodes on gambling, um, if you've got any other funny odds or other bets that you've placed and or seen that you could that you could place on, we'd be really interested to know. So you can send us a tweet at Casting Views or pop us an email at castingviewspod at gmail.com. I think that's all for us in reality, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Bye-bye, everyone. (laughs) And as always, we'll leave you with, we know there are many podcasts from which you can choose, and we thank you for listening to Casting Views. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, take what we've got, cause you need. Don't make us get a spark and push